Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I literally just put my whole mouth on that on accident. It's fine. I'm not going to lick it, so. <laughs> Welcome back to Crimes Through the Times. I'm Lauren. And I'm Haley. And today, Lauren is telling us about the National Forest Serial Killer. Yep. Is he like an, uh, a National Parks murderer? Like, he goes to different parks? Was the National Forest, is that a national park? Um. Or is that like? Yeah, it's like. Pretty much. It's it's just, like, like you have national parks, which are kind of, like, it's, like, the same thing. Kind but of. But it's, it's not the name of a forest or it's the name of a forest? This? No, it's just, he, it's several different, like, Okay, places. so he's, like, a national parks, like. Yeah. Um, but it's all, like, it's all in the woods. So it's all forests, so that's why it's the national forest mm. serial killer. Our story starts um, with, I'm going to start with um, a victim. Okay. <laughs> this is how I do it. So, Meredith Hope Emerson was born June 20th, 1983, and she was raised in Holly Springs, North Carolina, and Meredith graduated from Neewat High School, and then in 2005, she graduated from the University of Georgia with honors and a bachelor's in French. Ooh, oui, oui, bonjour. Yeah, and she also received the, is this, like, the Cecil Wilcox Award of Excellence on French. So, she's a smart girl. And she doesn't speak French. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know what you do with that, really. I don't know, go to France. I guess. Work in France, that'd be cool. Um, well, I mean, she could also go to Canada, too, because they have, like... They're French. Yeah, French. French. Frenchy French. Frenchy French. So, um, on New Year's Day of 2008, 24-year-old Meredith decided to celebrate the holiday by hiking with her dog. Mm. So, Meredith was, like, super active and loved hiking and going on adventures, um, she was trained in martial arts. Okay. She's, like, really cool. She is cool. Like. Do you know what kind of dog she had? Yes. Yes. So, her, um, her dog is a black lab retriever mix named Ella. That's so cute. Which is, my dog is a black lab retriever mix. And so, looking at pictures of her, she's a little bit more fluffier and a little skinnier than my dog, but she's so cute, and I just, That's so cute. I you, felt you the connection. Yeah. They're big boys. <laughs> we also feed him a little too much, but whatever. <laughs> As the vet says, he gained some COVID weight. Yeah, I mean, who didn't? Um, so Meredith and Ella, her dog, are hiking, um, on Blood Mountain in... Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're hiking Blood Mountain. That's what it's called. Literally terrifying. Um, in northern Georgia, and um, initially, like, so they hike, um, and this is so this is New Year's Day. She's like gone all day, and her friends start to get worried, and she's reported as an overdue hiker. Okay. So that's like. They just think something happened, like, she got hurt or, like, something. Um, And a lot of times, like, you know, sometimes you'd think, like, the dog would leave their owner to go get help, but sometimes they just stay, like, with their owner and just, like, comfort. So they're just worried that something happened. Um, But then there were some witnesses, like, they're, like, trying to look for this girl. And some witnesses were like, hey, 
um, we saw an older man with his dog hiking with another, like, with a younger woman and her dog. Okay. So they're, like, just letting you know. So then they just start to get, like, I don't know. They get, they get a whiff of, like, mm, this is more than just yeah, they're a hiking accident. Like, mm, this is weird. Yeah. Radar went off. Um, but then another witness said that they were hiking with a friend. And this this guy, like, this witness, he was, like, a former, like, law enforcement uh-huh. officer. So, like, I don't know. Not saying his witness is, like, more important than others. But, like, he pays attention to yeah. the details. Yes. Um, like, so, he kind of, like, has, like, more of an idea. Of, yeah, like, he knows what to look, look for. for. Yeah. So and important details that they might need to know. Yeah, some people just like say things and like okay, and then he gives you like this person is Caucasian male and he's weighs at one hundred and eighty five pounds and I uh, honestly okay so this I, I'll go back to this this is one of my favorite and not favorite but it's like one of the coolest proudest moments I was a witness for the police one time that was like the coolest thing ever. Wait, for what, though? For road rage. Oh! Yeah, someone literally got out of their car and punched a kid. A high schooler. In, like, reached in the car. That's terrible. Punched him in the head. And I took a video and got his license plate and, like... My my brother was, a, like, a witness for something. I don't remember what it was, but the police came to our house and, like, asked him to, like, pick out... Like, someone, like, in a book full of, like, criminals. What? That's crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. See, I just was on the phone with... Which, also, my phone or the cop's phone, like, we had each other blocked for some reasons, our cell phones. So, he called my house phone, and he's like, hey, like, I've been trying to reach you, and, like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I've not gotten any calls. (laughs) Anyway, it was just really weird. Um, anyway, so this witness... Um, he's hiking with a friend, and they pass this older man and a woman hiking together. And they're, like, going the opposite direction Mm -hmm. as them. And after passing them, like, a little ways away, they see, like, a bunch of stuff on the ground. And, like, um, like, it looks like, like, disturbed ground. Like, something happened here. They're like, that's weird. And they kind of figured something was wrong, and they, like, are looking around. They found a police baton, water bottles, a dog leash, and dog treats. So they're like, this is really weird. Well, I don't think if there's, like, a woman walking past them, I don't think that woman was Meredith. Well, they they just, like, they didn't know, but, and I'll get into this later, but, like, they saw, they, they saw these people, but they hadn't seen, like, this whole, like, yeah, they don't know that someone's, like, missing. Yeah, they... Or, like, who to look out for. And they don't know that there's, like, up ahead, there's a whole, like... There's stuff all yeah. over that looks like something happened, like... So... And then by the time they see all this, they're, like, long gone. They yeah. don't know where they are. So, because of this witness, police searched the area, and they were able to find Meredith's car, which was parked, like, where her friend sort of said that it should be. Um... And by the next day, January 2nd, 2008, her friends and law enforcement, um, like, there was, like, a huge search Uh for her. But the weather conditions were super bad. Like, they were getting really bad. And so it was a race against time. Like, it was starting to snow. The wind was really bad. Um, I don't know. It snows in Georgia. 
I guess so. But I guess if she's, like, on a mountain. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's January. So they're, like... And especially if there's a crime scene, you want to get there yeah. before the, the elements yeah. start tearing it apart. Exactly. Um, so they're searching for Meredith, um, and during this time, they're, they set up a tip line because they... That's what they do. Yeah. They want tips. And they're getting, like, a bunch of, like, I mean, they always get random tips, but then they get one, um, that's, it's a businessman named, um, John Tabor called the police, um, tip line, and he said that he thought someone, um, like, someone he knew could be involved, and he heard the description on the news of, like, a white male in his 60s hiking in the woods with a reddish golden retriever dog, and driving a white minivan. And he's like, I think I know who it is. If this bad, if this bad guy has a cute dog, well, he doesn't deserve a cute dog. <laughs> so, this, like, this John guy, he said that he had hired a man named Gary Hilton. Several... Tell me why there's so many evil guys named Gary. <laughs> Gary. Like, I feel like there's so many, like, murderers that are named Gary. I know, that. like I was just talking about earlier, Gary Ridgway. Yeah. I mean, Gary's also the name of Spongebob's pet snail, so there are good Garys out there. <laughs> well, so Gary Hilton um, was hired by John um, several years ago, and he worked as, like, a telemarketer and like he would hand out flyers for John's business and this and that and like it was working out for a while and then like after a few years after a little while Gary's mental state was just deteriorating and he started to get like delusional and kind of angry and just like like, erratic. Is he like dementia? No. 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 But he just like he's getting a little crazy crazy and he often just didn't show up to work and so john was like you're done bye like sorry i have to fire you like if you don't show up sorry you don't have you're out of the job um and in september of 20 or er, 2007 so just a few months earlier gary came to john with a request well more like threatening um, demand, um, for John, um, he demanded $10,000, and after... Why? Because he needed the money. Okay, he's like, give me $10,000 or what? Well, he, like, after he refused, Gary was, like, harassing him and threatening his family and... Slashing his tires and... Pretty much. I mean... I don't think he went that far, but he was, like, he would just show up. He'd be, like, Did he tell the cops? Yes. So, he'd, like, he was being all threatening, and then John was, like, um, I'm going to the cops, and then he just, like, left. Like, like, Gary, Gary just disappeared. He's, like, I don't want the cops. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and John, although recognizing the description of the suspected, like, hiker, he didn't do anything until Gary called him. Oh. Yeah, so... He's like, give me that $10,000. Yeah, well, so that... He's like, I have another dog. Do you want it? <laughs> so, this is January 
2nd or January 3rd. I can't remember. But Gary called from this, a Huddle House restaurant, which I was, like, looking What's at. What's a it's, Huddle House? Apparently, it's, like, it's, like, a Waffle House. Oh. I don't know. Huddle? Yeah, that's what it's called. Like, I think that's, like, the actual restaurant's name. Oh. I've never been to one. I guess maybe they have it in Georgia. I've never heard of it. It's a chain? Yeah, I think so. But, um, Gary was like, I'm so sorry for everything. Like, um, he was apologizing to John about how he had acted before, and then he was begging him for money and for his job back, and... Gary was like, I'm near Blood Mountain, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, he knows where he's at. And, like, it's really close by. Why would he say where he was at? I don't know. I I think he just trusts this guy. Okay, whatever, Gary, you're dumb. (laughs) Well, so John, suspecting that Gary was the man wanted on the news decided to say yes to all of his requests. He's like, oh yeah, you can have money, you can have your job back. (laughs) Tell me all your sins. Yeah. He offered to let him stay at one of his houses, and he... Yeah, he has several. He has a lot of property. He's like a rich, rich guy. Okay. (laughs) Um, So he's like, you can stay in one of my houses, and he's like, you can start your job again, and then he was like, also, like, I'll write you a check for just some money to get you some clean clothes, some food, you know. And he was like, you can come to my office in Atlanta to pick it up if you want it. Hot Atlanta. So, unfortunately, John, I don't know why he did this, which is, it's ridiculous. It makes everyone mad. Um, he waited several hours before telling the police that he was in contact with Gary, um, and, like, where he was. Yeah. So, like, it, Gary calls him, or, like, even, I mean, he sees his, his description on the news, he calls him, um, and then he waits, like, an hours, or an hour, like, however long, he, then he finally calls the police, so then when the police get to the restaurant, then he, like, Gary's gone. Yeah, he's been long gone. Yeah. He has waffles. He got his waffles to go. Yeah. So. Maybe John, like, like had, like, food poisoning or something and couldn't call anyone. He's dying. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so the police um, also got another really good tip from a truck driver who said that his truck had gotten stuck. And he was near this, like, older man and a woman that were camping in their car. And, um, I don't know how the truck got stuck, but, like, he approached this older guy and he's, like, um, asking for help. But before he can even, like, get super close to the van, this guy, like, comes and meets him halfway so he can't get any closer. Like, no closer to the van, he can't get closer to the woman, um, and, like, he's asking for help, and this old guy's like, no, I'm not helping you, goodbye, leave me alone. You're like, okay, sorry. Yeah, and so, so this- I'm like, need me to call AAA for you, my man? Yeah, so this truck driver is like, well, I guess my only option is to call the police, so he calls the police. That's why, um, if you're, like, in- like, an unsafe area or whatever, and your car breaks down, 
call the police and not like a tow truck. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Also, if your tow truck like doesn't come, you can call the police and sometimes they'll call a tow truck for you. Nice. Good to know. Yeah, if you ever feel like you're in an unsafe environment while you're waiting, just call the police. Well, so he he calls the police to like and explains the whole situation and he's like, I need help. I don't know what to do. And while he's on the phone, this guy is hearing him from a distance and he knows that he's on the phone with the police explaining that his truck is stuck. So he like packs everything up and they leave. Like the woman, him, like they all leave. Goodbye. Yeah. So Well, I I just um I know that this woman is not Meredith. It's some random person, probably. I at least I don't think it's Meredith. We'll we'll see. Alright. So soon authorities find Ella, Meredith's dog, in a parking lot um, about 60 miles away from, like, where they were last seen. Did, like, the start of the trail. Did she make her way there, or did someone put her there? Or can you tell me? Or I'll just know? tell you. She was put there. Okay. Um, I was like, oh my goodness, this is Homeward Bound girl. Yeah. So sad. Well, so she's, like, in this, like... I, I can't remember what grocery store it was, but it was, like, in a grocery store parking like lot. like, a Kroger or something. I think it was a, a Kroger. Kroger. Um, I think Kroger's, like, a southern thing. But then across the street, they find, like, there's this dumpster, and they find some sketchy stuff in the dumpster. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They find bloody clothes. Oh, no. Um, bloody, it's men's boots, but they're, like, all bloody. And then they oh, find gosh. Meredith's purse and her wallet. Oh. So... There's definitely some foul play. Yeah, definitely. They're like, what's going on here? Um, so on January 4th, 2008, three days after um, Meredith uh, Emerson was last seen, a witness at a Chevron gas station called the police and he's like, he's like, the guy you're looking for is cleaning out his van. And did they like put like a picture of Gary on the the, the news? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So they have did like they put like a picture of Gary or like a drawing. Of Gary? Well, so at first they had like just the description. And I think they had a sketch, and then I think they um they put like probably they a put a picture after like the whole John yeah. like that just was too good of a lead. They're like, mm, we want to question this guy. Here's a picture. I don't think if I ever saw like a person on the the news like. Oh, this person's like a murderer. I don't think if I saw them in real life, I would be. It would. It would work but in my brain. It was everywhere, and like especially in this area. No, even though like it's everywhere, sometimes my brain's like, why do you look familiar, and I can't place it. I mean, I've never had to do that, so I don't know. I know. But the police, like they got there super fast, and they were able to stop him like before he could bleach the entire inside of his car. Wait, and, so he's at a gas station? Yes, he's at this Chevron gas station. And he's trying to bleach the inside of his van. At Chevron? Yes. That's a weird thing to do at a Chevron. Yeah, so that's why... The, uh, that's why you're caught. You're this... stupid. Why would you do that at Chevron? So... Can you get bleach at Chevron? <laughs> is that where you got it? I don't know. You do this at, like, a, the grocery store. That's more likely to see it. I would not... I don't know. Both you do it at the car wash. Do it not there. Do it in a parking garage. I know. But crime scene analysts, um, they got blood evidence from, like, inside the van that was matched to Meredith's 
DNA. So Gary Michael Hilton Get him, was arrested and charged with her murder. Um, and they didn't have a like they didn't have a body, but they arrested her, him for her murder. They just were like, "We got, we got you." Like you don't need caught. a body to yeah to turn someone murder. But he was caught red-handed for trying to dispose of evidence, and so like at this point. He had no hope. He just needed a plea. Yeah. So, that's what he got. Um, he agreed to show them where Meredith's body was if they would not give him the death penalty. So, he wanted to live, but he was like, I'll show you where her body is. I just don't want to die. And they're like, hmm, All right. okay, I'm fine. in prison. So, about 40 yards away from a trail in Dawson Forest, they find Meredith's body and she was nude and bruised and beaten and bloody and covered in leaves. And I don't know. She wasn't buried. She was just, like, yeah. covered in stuff. And so they, the only thing is they couldn't find her head. <gasps> she was de decapitated. Oh, my gosh. I Wait, know. How did they know? I guess... He was like, oh, this is her. Yeah. Like, she has to be identified. Well, they, yeah. So he led them to this body. They hadn't identified it yet, but it was like, the, from DNA, it, from DNA, they were like, this is her. Oh and, gosh. um, then he led them to her head, which was a pretty far, like, it was, I think it was like an hour drive. Um, from her body, and it was, oh. it was, like, near a fallen tree that, it, but it was, like, still in the same forest. Did she die from being decapitated? No. No, she died from, um, she was just bludgeoned to death. She oh. Was so her head beaten. was yeah. not looking no. so hot. No. Why did he cut her head off? Uh, because he, that was, like, his M.O. is... Uh, like I'll get more into it, okay. but he, he that I guess that was just the identifying factor that he just like he figured that people would be like with dental records or like people would be more able to identify people if yeah. they had their heads. So he just was like, I'll just cut them off, and then just leave them somewhere. Like you find a head, my man. Like, In other cases, which I'll talk about later, he tried to burn these bones. Yeah. So, but they still. They still caught him, yeah. so... Okay, sorry. Um, so when interviewing Gary, he said that um, he ran into Meredith on the trail, and, like, they both have their dogs, and yeah. his dog... Hold on. Let me... I wrote it down. His dog's name is Dandy. Dandy? Yeah. That's kind of cute. I know. And it's a reddish, like... Golden Retriever? Golden Retriever. That's like, so cute. Yeah, I used to have a reddish Golden Retriever. Oh, he doesn't deserve Dandy. And, um, which I'll get more into Dandy later. Like, I'll tell you where he is because this guy's rotting in jail. Like, Dandy's living a better life now. Dandy's seen some... I know. Some things. Um... But apparently they, like, got to talking about dogs, um, you know, because... Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, like, I mean, you see, like, an older guy with a golden retriever, you're not gonna be like, oh, he's gonna murder me. You're like, oh, can I pet your dog? Um, yeah. 
But she has her dog. I can't stop with my dog because he doesn't do well with the little dog. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to stop with my dog. Well, I mean, I think he, he does fine. It's You're, just more he's crazy. When I was walking your dog and I told you, I'm like, is it normal for him to, like, be aggressive with people who don't no. have dogs? And you said no. And that freaked me out because this nice-looking man, like, walked up while I was walking your, while I was walking your dog and... Like, he was, like, got aggressive. And I was, like, um, no. He's like, never like that. And I was, like. He's probably a bad guy. I know. And I was, like, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, my man. Saved my life. But also terrified. After that, I was, like, we're going home. <laughs> I think that was the last walk we went on, too. I was, like, I'm not about to die. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, um, who wouldn't stop for, like, to pet a dog? And we just did that the other day. We did. A dog at the beach stopped, like, literally stopped and waited for us. Yes, it, like, wanted to, she wanted us to, like, she had, like, (laughs) sensed our energy. She wanted us to. And that dog looked just like Ella, so. Yes. So So precious. She had, like, a cute name, too. I think it was, like, a food. I thought it was, like, a princess name. (gasps) It was a princess name. Was it Aurora? No. No. That just sounds nice. Wasn't like Jasmine or I think it was Aurora. I think it was. Yes, because we're like so cute. Okay, sorry. Um. Anyway, so he said that they were um walking together, like they were hiking and just talking, and then he just like couldn't keep up anymore because she's like I said, she's really active. But okay. So he just like sort of hangs back. And he decides he is just going to wait sort of at the bottom of the trail. For her to come back? Yeah. And just lie and wait. And he Ew. had his his police baton and he had this giant knife. Okay. That was like on. a military knife. So he left the police baton on the ground. Was it covered in blood? No. So I'll get into it. But he he's like ready to attack and just waiting for her to circle back around. Mm-hmm. And he said that... Um, Meredith, like, so she came back and he attacks. He said that she fought until the very end. Like, yes, girl. she was trained in martial arts. She knew how to fight back. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, but so did he because he, like, he was trained in, like, hand hand combat or, and like, the military. he was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, learned from Nam or something. Yeah. So she was, she was able to unarm him of both of his weapons, um, and almost overpowered him completely and, like, gotten away, but she apparently, like, he said that she lost her footing, and, like, she stepped back and, like, sort of stumbled, and he was able to overpower her. I hope she, like, wrecked him, though. Yeah, I hope so, too. And so then he ties her up, and he left her for a moment, to go back to the area where they, like, had their fight. Like, he, like, takes her sort of off the trail, Mm -hmm. ties her up, and he goes back to where they fought. And this is on the trail. And he's looking around for this, um... Knife? Knife and baton. Mm -hmm. He only finds a knife. He didn't find the baton. I guess maybe it was further down, like, she threw it or something. Mm -hmm. And so then he just, like, gives up because he doesn't want to get caught. And... I mean, he wanted to go, because that was the evidence. Like, if someone finds that 
Yeah. He's like, mm, I was holding this stuff. Like, I gotta find this. They had to be fast because there were other, obviously there were other people on the deck. Yeah. So, then he just, like, gives up. He walks back over. Um, he unties her, and then he just takes her with, like, a knife pressed against her, and they walk back down the trail. So, I think oh, that's so when, that's... I think that's when they, they pass those other people. I would people. have just, like, I'm gonna die. I'm not, like, blaming her or anything. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna die, so I'm gonna be like, grab, grab someone. You know. You either die where no one knows, or you die where everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna die no matter what. There's no way this person let me live. I'd be like, help me! So, um, he actually, like, Meredith actually asked him, like, they had gotten back, I think, to his van, um, and Meredith is like, please, can you go back and get my dog? Yeah. And so he does. He goes and he the gets her. The only good thing that he does. He, this, he'll talk about this later. He loves dogs. He I mean, loves dogs. That's so, the only, the only good thing he has going for him. Yeah. So he took, um, Meredith back to his van and then he, like, took her, uh, ATM card and asked for her pin, um, and she, she's like, she did something that, honestly, it prolonged her life for several days. Um, she gave him the wrong pin number and said, like, it was right, and then when he, like, left her and tried to use it, then it didn't work. She, he had to come back to her, I think, several times, and, like, she kept giving him different numbers, and he'd have to go use it, try it out, come back. So, like, he needed this money. Yeah. And I guess... through threw his boots away. You gotta buy new boots. Yeah. So, um... Um, yeah, none of the withdrawal attempts worked, and apparently... I would never give him my pin on my camera county anyways. And this is on, I, I think... my friends, they all know it. I think this is on the first day, and, um... And so, this... The pl- banks didn't notice this or alert authorities uh-huh. until, like, three days later. Uh, what? Doesn't he, like, hold out for three days? So, sorry. Yeah. So, he said that he knew he had to kill, thir- or like, Ella, the dog, because <gasps> it probably had a chip, and they could trace it back to Meredith, but he was, like, he, he said that he was too much of a softy to kill the dog. <laughs> And the police are like, um, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, like, really surprised because, like, okay, well, you haven't stopped it. Oh, no, in the title it says serial killer. Yeah. So, like, you know, serial killers have their, like, usually their basic things that they do, and it's, like... They harm animals. They harm animals. But, well, I guess that's, like, a, like a psychopath do that. So, like, yeah. I mean, he couldn't be a serial killer and maybe not be a psychopath. He's just a nasty terrible person yeah but i mean he didn't kill the dog yeah but he's like like the police are like are you kidding like you didn't kill her but you i mean you didn't kill you killed her you killed her but you didn't kill the dog like what and i mean as you you, some people you gotta have a limit like yeah that's his that's his his thing that's terrible and i know it's terrible um, he said that it was he has a standard (laughs) so bad he said that it was especially hard after, um, he said, after our four wonderful days together. Ew! Um, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Because, like, he, she, had seen done. His, she had seen his face. She knew, his like, face. she knew everything about him, pretty much. She knew, 
Um, like, Can I look up a picture of this guy? Yeah. Um, let's see if I, this is him. Ugh, why are they always so scary? Like yeah, he's really scary. I've been like, no, so I don't care if you have a cute dog. We're not stop well, talking to you. There's another picture where he's younger. I think when the crimes were committed. Oh. This is. I mean, he's not that much younger. Because this happened, what? He was 60 when... Yeah. When if... In, like, 2008? Yeah. I don't know. He's old. Yeah, he's old. I'm not, I'm not doing math. Yeah, wait, hold on. Let's see how old he is right now. Right now, he is 75. So, he knew that he had to kill Meredith because he either... He either had to kill her or he had to get caught. And he didn't want to get caught. So... That was his only option Still in his cry, head. You ding dong. Yeah. So, um, on this, on this day, um, on the day of Meredith's murder, Gary told her that he would let her go, and I mean that was a complete yeah. lie. He d- tied her up to a tree in Dawson Forest, where her body was later found. And he left her and went back to his van for several hours, and he made himself coffee and... That's terrifying. Yeah. He to a tree in the forest. Yeah. He contemplated, like, kind of how, everything. What, like, what he was gonna do, like, how he was gonna do it. Yeah. And then he was looking for a weapon. Weird. No. I mean, he had his knife, but that wasn't knife. his style. And he lost his police baton. So, he grabbed a tire jack from his van... <gasps> And he returned to Meredith, came up behind her, and then hit her over the head and then bludgeoned her to death. And so that was, like, his confession. Um, Gary uh, Hilton pleaded guilty to her murder in early 2008 and was sentenced to life in prison. Um, But investigators suspected that Meredith Emerson was not Gary Hilton's first victim. And they were right about that. So next story I'm going to be talking about um, I'm just, it's not necessarily, necessarily, oh, it's not necessarily how the police found it, but this is more chronologically, mm-hmm. like, this happened first, so this is, um, John and Irene, um, so, this is only a few months before Meredith went missing, but John Bryant, um, he's 80 years old, and Irene Bryant, she's 84 years old. Oh my gosh. They were married for 55 years. I'm, I'm done. Um, on October 21st, 2007, they decided they wanted to go on a hike. I'm never going on a hike. <laughs> they drove their maroon Ford Escape to um, Yellow Gap Road near Cradle of Forestry in Pisgah National Forest, um, which which is in North Carolina. Okay, these cute little 80-year-olds, like... Let's go on a hike. That's so yeah, sweet. Yeah, they were super active, though. They loved hiking and, like, exploring trails. All their kids, I mean, they're really old. All their kids are out of the house. They have their own families, so they don't live with their kids. They just go on hikes all the time, and they go yeah. camping, and they have fun. That's so fun. I know. Ugh, Gary's worse. Boo, Gary. Well, so their son, Robert, didn't hear from them for, like, two weeks, and they... They would go and, like, go on hikes, they'd go camping, they'd do, like, go on vacation all the time. So it wasn't, like, too weird, but, like, they, usually they'd let yeah, their kids know. like, two weeks is kind of long. It is a long like, time. contact. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if, 
it's it definitely happened before where like they're totally fine and yeah. nothing's wrong but this was wrong and they he could not get a hold of them like he called a bunch and so finally he um contacted the henderson county police and reported them missing um, so a search started, um, with 30 volunteers and they had cadavers and helicopters. Like, like cadaver dogs? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cadavers, sorry, so sorry. Like, cadaver dogs. Oh, they have done bodies? That's what I mean. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, like, what? They, they just took a bunch of dead bodies out into the woods. I, I would be done. They're zombies. I think, nope. Um, no. They have cadaver dogs, sorry. Um... <laughs> And then the police are also searching John and Irene's phone records. Um, and they find that Irene had tried to call 911 um, on the day that they went missing. Or, like, the last, their last known, yeah. like, like their, last, yeah. their last, last sighting, I guess. Um, it, but then there was, like, a lack of signal and the call dropped, which is so no. sad. So... November 9th, 2007, um, a woman was, um, discovered by a ser- the search party, um, in Barnett Branch Trail, and she was covered in leaves, and they sent her to the coroner in Chapel Hill for an autopsy, and three days later, which was the 12th, her body was identified as Irene, and... She was bludgeoned to death by a blunt instrument, and so now this, it wasn't just like they were, I mean, they're old. They, at first they were just thinking that they got hurt in the woods, like. Yeah, like, okay, maybe they fell. Yeah. Um, but now they're like, this is a homicide, um, and it's a homicide on federal land. That was, um, what it was considered. So then the FBI gets involved. Yes. So the FBI investigates and they have a reward of $10,000 for information leading to the killer. And, um, the Bryan's bank account or the like bank card was used in Ducktown, Tennessee. And so they're like, Hmm. Huh. And so they got alerted by this and they look at the security cameras and they see an older white man in a yellow raincoat who had like a hood like kind of like blocking his face. Yeah, it's really a yellow raincoat. I'll show you a picture. It's like creepy looking. Um, but like he's trying to get um money out of their accounts. So, um John is still missing and they're like uh, we think he's been abducted by whoever killed Irene. So sad. Um but then February 3rd, 2008, so this is actually after um, Meredith had been missing, yeah, after she had been discovered, everything. Um, a hunter named Mark Waldrop, they found a skull in the Natahala National Forest um, off of a service road, and this was known as, like, switchback um oh like a switchback yeah switchbacks are scary and so um they this hunter they called a local deputy and so this deputy and the hunter they go and investigate and they found a pelvis and spine (gasps) and it's 20 yards away from the skull so they're like but like they weren't like it could have been like you know animals that took it apart but still really creepy and the bones are sent to Chapel Hill two days later, um, 
it was like confirmed that it was John Bryant. Are they like bones because it's been out in like the yeah? Okay, I was like, that happened real fast. So, um, and it wasn't like buried or anything. Um, so that was like what we know about John and Irene, and then they so they're like connecting um, Gary Hilton to this murder. Then they also have another murder that is eerily similar to Meredith. Um, and that is Cheryl Dunlap, who, um, on December 3rd, 2007, Cheryl Hodges Dunlap, who, um, is 46 years old from Crawfordville, Florida. She's, like, a mother and a Sunday school teacher. Um, she didn't show up to work. And she worked at Florida State University as a nurse. Um, so this was, like, super unusual. And her coworkers. And friends reported her missing the next day um, after her car was found abandoned. And it was kind of in a weird position. Like, it was, like, off the side of the road, but kind of down. Like, like it looked like it was driven. And then, yeah. and then the, um, the tire was slashed. So they thought that maybe she lost control or, like... He does slash people's tires. It was, like, very creepy looking. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So, Gary is 60 years old, and yeah. all these people were within, like, 2007, 2008. Like, he's 60 years old. Does he have more murders? Has he been killed? There's people? some suspected other ones, but this is all they can connect as of right now. They, but they do have some suspicion that he they, he didn't just start killing at 60. Okay, because that's like, that would be super weird. You yeah. Killing at 60. No. Unless crazy yeah, to something crazy happened to your psyche. Are you going to tell us more about him? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, not, I won't go too into detail, but I'll tell you a little bit about, like, mm, there's something not right in his head. <laughs> anyway, so, um, her car is found abandoned, and it's a white Toyota Camry, and it's, like, north, just north of the county line. So they're like, something's wrong they can't find her they only found her car so five days later a 180 person um search party was organized and they were like thinking that they'd find her alive they thought that she was just like in the woods somewhere yeah and so december 16th 2007 so a hunter named ronnie Renz passed was passing through <laughs> with his dogs in the Appalachicola. Wait. Is it Appalachian? Mm, but it's... No. But it has, like, cola. Appalachicola? 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 Um... Yeah. National Forest found... Uh, they found a decapitated, decomposing body of a white woman with no hands. Uh, What? No yeah, hands? so no hands, no head. Was it, like, the hands so that they couldn't get her fingerprints? Uh, yeah. So, oh. so it was, like, like I said, with Meredith, like, that's sort of his MO. Like, he decapitated them and, like, you know, he cut off Wait, Cheryl's what's... hands. So, that that's, like, your most, most people, if they're being identified, you'll check, like, fingerprints, you'll check dental records. So. Wait, was um the old people, were they decapitated? No. Well, I don't know about John, but Irene was not. John, they just found his skull, like, 20 yards away from his 
pelvis and spine. But, but that could have been from animals. Yeah, it could have been from other things. He, like, Gary, that was a, f that was the first one that they have confirmed. Like, it's not just suspicion. They know they got a confession out of Gary that was him, um, with Irene and John. And so, he could be devolving with Cheryl and... Uh, um, Meredith and like just getting a little crazy. Devolving. Yeah, I'm using my um, criminal minds, minds um, I'm words. My Hotchner shirt too. So, so oh my gosh, help. Um, so Ronnie Rents reported to state authorities immediately that he had found this woman, and they were unsure if it was Cheryl, but like she went missing and. What's what are the odds you find yeah. like a body of a white woman and a white woman just went missing? Like it's like, gonna be her. It's not looking good. But then the medical examiner confirmed it um, via DNA profiling, and they so classified sad. it as a homicide. I mean, I would if <laughs> her hands and her head was missing. Yeah. And not like an animal took it. No, and it wasn't. It was like it. It was 13 days after she yeah. went missing, so it's not enough time to decompose completely, no. so it's not just bones. No. Um, so, the, the cops announced um, they were searching for a suspicious green truck that was seen in the area driven by a man who used an ATM card five times in Tallahassee, and the, he was withdrawing $700 each time. Damn. Um, in cash. And so there are tips submitted, and a lot of people were like, there's this homeless man with a green 2001 Chevy Astro van. And, um, tips did not lead to an arrest, but rumors that, like, this was a serial offender, um, that, like, worked between Georgia and Florida. And they were... But at the time, they were investigating Cheryl as a, like, isolated homicide. So, and then, um, Meredith, um, that was happening just soon after Cheryl was found. Um, but then, sorry, back to it, there... Then there's the... Suspected vi victims. So, there's several. Judy Smith, um, age 51, um, September 7th, 1997. They found human bones um, and personal items in Pisgah National Forest, which is where... Um, the old people were. Yeah, John, that, and Irene. John and Irene were in that same national forest. So, it just, like, there was a connection there. And... They identified her as, like, the hiker Julie Smith. They found, like, they identified her body. And she was last seen in Philadelphia five months earlier. And there was no supporting evidence that Gary Hilton was the murderer. But, like, there's... No, no evidence has been found, so they have nothing to... But they know she was murdered? Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's no evidence for anyone. There's no other suspects. Yeah. So, they, they just suspect it because there's similarities. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, Jason Knapp, who's age 20, 
he was a Clemson University student who disappeared in 1998 um, from Table Rock State Park in South Carolina, and he was declared legally dead in 2018, and he was, Gary Hilton was a suspect, but, like, he denied any, like, connection to that one, Um, which, honestly, maybe I believe it, because he kind of was, he was coughing up confessions before, so... I mean, why wouldn't he confess to these? I don't know. He's already getting in trouble. Yeah. And then, um, Rosanna Milani, age 24, she's a hiker from Miami, Florida, who, this one is actually, I think is the most likely that it's another one. Um, she was last seen in the company of an older white man in his 60s, and they were both buying backpacks from a store in Bryson City, North Carolina in 2005. And, um, the store clerk, who was, like, at the time of this, um, the disappearance, his name is Stephen Siski, he contacted the authorities to note, like, that the, there's a lot of similarities, and, like, they looked similar, Mm -hmm. the two men, or same man. Yeah. You know? And then the last one that was a suspected victim is Michael Scott Lewis, um, age 27. Um, He lived in South Daytona, and he went missing November 21st, 2007, so around, just after John and Irene, but before Cheryl. And um, a few weeks later, like, after he was... um, went missing. He, his dismembered remains were found by a fisherman, um, on Ormond Beach, and they were packed in black bags, and they were dumped in the Tomoko, or Tomoka River, and, um, they were, his remains were not, like, identified, um, it was, like, it took a long time, but his head was never located. Oh my gosh. And, authorities, like, the police think that Gary Hilton is, like, still a suspect because he was in the area at the time, but he's not the only suspect because Lewis's then-girlfriend, Nelsie Tetley, who, she was, I think that is her, because she was later arrested due to, um, her trial, um, or, and she had a trial, um, for a 2017 murder and dismemberment of her boyfriend, Jeffrey oh. Albertsman, who oh was, um, like, like, and they're all, like, she's considered a, a suspect because... Because she, this, it'd be weird. Yeah. Like... It's very her similar. One, her, her other, her boyfriend died of being dismembered, or was dismembered, and then she murdered a different boyfriend. Yeah. So, no, I probably did both. So, um, I'll just tell you a little bit about, um, Gary Hilton. He, at age 13, in 1959, he tried to kill his stepfather. Oh, why? He shot him. He thought that his stepfather was taking his mom away from him. So, he's like, gotta get rid of you. Yeah, he's like, I'm a mama's boy, don't I come home? But, um, his stepfather refused to press charges, so... Okay. It, I don't know. I would be like, you know what, I'm, I don't want to be part of this family. No thanks. Bye. Like, I don't want to get shot. 
Um, but then, um, like, later on, at age 17, he, like, went, like, he was drafted into the military. Yeah. Um, a few years into military service, he had a schizophrenic breakdown, and they put him into a mental hospital, and, um, the army, like, after he was discharged, he was honorably discharged, um, by the army, and they didn't check up on him after the fact, like, him being with, like, as a civilian, they did not check up on him. That might have been a mistake on their part. Um, he was said to have, like, a really, like, a genius level IQ. I mean... Um, which, he was really smart. Um, I mean, I, I have all these little notes just about him and not about his crimes. His dog's named Dandy, which... About his dog, he, like, made sure that someone would take care of him. He, that was one of his, like, requests. And there's someone, I guess, involved in the case, um, that they don't want to be named, but they took his dog in. Like a cop or something, probably. I guess. Um, and then February 2011, he was sentenced to death, um... And, you know, even though he really didn't want to be sentenced to death, he did, because I thought he, they made a deal, like, that yeah, he be. but that was for this case, the, for Emeritus. For Emeritus, and then they found the other things. Yeah, there were some other cases. They're like, mm, we can charge you for this. Um, but then, January 2016, um, all Florida executions were put on hold by the Supreme Court. So, um, they... Okay. Um, he's, like, just... He's in in jail. Death, right? So that's what he like right now he's 75 like I said before he's just chilling. But one last thing before we end he there's one thing that's literally so weird. Um I honestly I forgot to write this down. I don't know why, but he had this friend that had told police he's like this I I think you guys need to take note of this. He's like um I love making movies, and I made this one, um, with my friend Gary Hilton, and, um, he helped me, like, kind of write it, kind of come up with the concept, um, it was a movie, I think, I looked it up on IMDb. Wait, it's a real movie? Yeah. It was called, what's it called? Is it, like, a, not, like, a super popular movie? No. It's, like, a... Yeah, it's called Deadly Run. I think this is it. It's, um, 19... What was it? 1995. Yeah, 1995. So, this movie is about... Is about a man that, like, they kidnap women, and then they take him into Ew. the woods, and then they, like, set him free, and then they hunt him like wild animals. Ew, that's like a Colonel that, episode. Well, that is a real... Ep- like, that's a real serial killer, too. Ew. Um, so, I think... Like, that could have been, like, the helping with the concept either could have been his dream, his fantasies, like, and then he acts on it. Like, this movie could have been the first thing, or maybe he had already done it, and so then he's, like, drawing from experiences. I don't know. But it was very disturbing, and, um... It's got a three-point... Three out of ten on IG, which is really bad. So, like, the guy, the friend of Gary Hilton, he's like, yeah... He was way more into blood and gore and nasty, nasty scenes than I was. I wanted it just to be, like, a scary movie, but he wanted to be 
absolutely disgusting, and so I didn't want that. Blah, 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 blah. His friend looks like a murderer, too. It, this was a wild case. That is... So, I think that's, that's all I have for you, but he's... Gary Hilton is still Ooh. alive in prison um, in Florida, but yeah. That's nice. Thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Crimes Through the Times. And look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts.